Salofalava, this is Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific. Coming up. He used the word predatory, for example. US Secretary of State says China's presence in the Pacific is problematic. Also, PNG's police commissioner issues directives over fuel shortages. And later. Well, after all that, Angus Garner says that's time. Full time at RPA Park. We give an update on how the weekend went for Pacifica sports teams. Last week, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken visited Tonga for bilateral talks with Prime Minister Huakawe Liku. Blinken expressed his concern at China's influence in the Pacific, calling it problematic. The visit occurred just days before a hospital ship belonging to China's navy anchored off Nukualofa, where it will provide free medical services to Tongans for one week. It's raised eyebrows on the current geopolitical tensions between the U.S. and China. It must be awkward for Tonga's Prime Minister to meet with PRC officials and host a welcoming party for a Navy ship that belongs to the People's Liberation Army when literally a few days before that he was hosting a joint press conference with the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and during that press conference Blinken calls China's influence in the region problematic. So, Prime Minister Huakawa Meiliku has had to be very diplomatic, hasn't he? Uh, yes. Um, it, it's, it's really uh, um, a very sensitive, put it that way, sensitive time. Uh, I mean, uh, the Secretary, uh, State Secretary left on... Uh, uh, Wednesday evening, and then uh, here it is uh, Friday morning. Uh, the, the Chinese uh, uh, naval hospital ship uh, called the Ark Peace uh, arrived in Tonga, and so there's a lot of of meetings with high officials going on uh, with the Secretary General, of course, on on the Wednesday before he left, and then even with the ship being here, the Chinese ship, there's a lot of of uh, of meetings, bilateral meetings. Uh, the question was brought up concerning the um, and what you call, I guess, the geopolitical uh, tension or competition, at least that uh, happens uh, between China and the United States. And I think the Secretary General's response was quite uh, well measured even though he did point out a, a, a few concerns. Uh, and his his uh, comment was the fact that, yeah, it's uh, sovereign countries like Tonga, they uh, they have the freedom to uh, uh, accept any kind of uh, aid or, or partnership with any country that they choose. And in the same way, those countries that are giving uh, aid or giving uh, assistance um, they have the freedom to do so. But he did warn, and I thought this was something that he went a little bit further than he would normally do in diplomacy. He used the word predatory, for example, saying that there are certain projects and certain investments that are done, especially by a country like China, that are predatory in nature. And what he meant by that, that they are doing that with political strings attached to it. And he referred to 
uh, marine claims uh, at the China uh, South China Seas, where China is claiming territories there that they shouldn't be claiming. He also refers to investments that that are done maybe without uh, uh, transparency and uh, investments that are expecting uh, almost like a, a bribery. He didn't use the word bribery, but that's what he was seems to be referring to uh, in order to uh, entice some of these nations uh, to be involved with them, which will, which will lead to corruption. I mean, he, he, in so many words, that's what he says. So it's a, it was an interesting visit, an interesting uh, um, exchanges. And Huakawa Meili, who, of course, the Prime Minister of Tonga, was the only reference he made to China. He said Tonga is going to, uh, is starting to pay off the debt uh, of the loan from China. And he says there's no problem for the government to do that. And that's the only reference he, he made concerning uh, China's involvement in Tonga. I recently visited the United States where I attended various presentations from uh, geopolitical analysts. The perspective that I gathered from them is basically they're not happy with the growing influence of the PRC in the Indo-Pacific region. They view it as destabilizing. They view it as imperialistic. They view it as exploitive. There was discussion on the debt traps. What's your response to these analysts? My, my, as a Pacific Islander, my, my immediate response would be that we need to look at, at history. When we look at the history and see how those two countries have dealt with the Pacific, uh, with all due respects to the United States and all the great things and the good things they've done in the Pacific, let me tell you uh, one thing. They are the one nation that have tested their nuclear weapons in the Pacific. I mean, in France, of course. And we still have problems in the Pacific, in the Marshall Islands, with radioactivity and nuclear activity that happens there. Uh, they're, they're, they're one nation that have confiscated some of the islands in the Pacific. I mean, they've always justified it for good reason. I mean, you've got an American Samoa, you've got a Guam. Uh, you got even the Marshall Islands, that's basically uh, under the U.S. umbrella, much of, of Micronesia. And so uh, China have not invaded uh, any parts of the Pacific. China has not tested any nuclear weapons in the Pacific. And so uh, when, when you look at history and, and you see what, if any damage has been done to the Pacific, I, I would say it's been done by the West in the Pacific despite all the good things that have uh, come from the West. So China is a new player, and we've got to uh, engage them uh, and uh, allow them uh, to to do things that we really need them to do, and we make those decisions as uh, sovereign nations uh, and uh, need not to be interfered by by the West or Western nations. So, I mean, that's that's my uh, my immediate response to your question is that we need to just to look back at history and see how those two nations have dealt with us. And history normally determines how the future is going to work out.
And uh, despite the, the feeling generally through the Pacific, that seems to be a lot more pro-American, pro-West. Uh, we need to, uh, I think, be a little bit more critical. Papua New Guinea's Commissioner of Police, David Manning, has ordered the PNG Central Bank to sort out foreign currency issues for key fuel importer Puma Energy. This comes after a series of fuel supply shortages over the past six months, which Puma blames on not being able to access enough foreign exchange. Mr Manning issued the directive in his role as the national pandemic controller. Don Wiseman discussed the matter with RNZ Pacific's PNG correspondent, Scott Wydey. It's clearly not in line with what his day job is as police commissioner, but given that he has that legitimacy under the COVID-19 pandemic act, it gives him considerable amount of power across various sectors. So it, it, it gives him that legal right to flex that legal muscle that he has. So he's issued this directive to Puma Energy and the central bank to basically come to a table, sit down and, and sort the issues out. And if you look at it on a wider scale, it affects his operations as well as, as police commissioner. So when police can't get the fuel they need or there's a fuel delay, then there's also a problem with law enforcement and health and everything else. We first heard about these problems with fuel shortages at the beginning of the year, and it goes back to Puma not being able to get enough foreign exchange to import more fuel, more petroleum, and the banks been keeping tight controls on the amount of foreign exchange that they've been issuing. Mr Manning says, sort it out. It has worsened over the last, I'd say, eight years, and it's come to a critical point over the last two, three years with businesses basically uh, having so much difficulty getting foreign exchange from the central bank to pay for what they need. And that's affected manufacturers who import raw materials, uh, import plastics in order to produce containers in country. It's affected even the health department. The health department cannot readily purchase medicines because there's a foreign exchange shortage and it takes time to process those payments. So all of that put together has caused all these the multitude of problems that Papua New Guinea is facing. People have come out and tried to explain the situation. The central bank has come out and put out statements ex- trying to explain that within government circles, the narrative is that there's enough foreign exchange in country and there's foreign exchange overseas, which needs to be brought on shore. So that's, I guess, the government narrative, both official and unofficial government narrative that's out there. So previously, the Deputy Prime Minister, John Rosso, intervened and tried to resolve the issues that PNG was facing with the fuel shortage situation uh, and brought together a Puma Energy talk to the central bank and resolved it temporarily. Now we've seen this happen again uh, at least two times this month where Puma's issued statements saying that the situation is beyond our control. We cannot supply adequate fuel because of foreign currency exchange problems. Just just how bad is it? As you say, it's been getting it's been getting worse. But just how bad is the fuel supply situation right now for the average car user, say? Okay, so just two days ago, there were long queues at uh, fuel stations, at, at the Bowsers. People were bulking up on fuel, buying full tanks. So there were long lines of vehicles at the fuel stations. That's sort of gone down a bit. But 
you'd expect that in a few weeks' time when Puma Energy issues another statement, they'll, they'll be there. Now, hopefully, with Manning's statement, will have an effect going forward because if you really look at it, you know, the government's really sick of trying to deal with Puma Energy on the one hand and uh, the resistance from the central bank. They cannot really tell the central bank what to do because it's an independent body. So much of the holdup is there. It brings us to this other question, and that is, why is there still a controller of the pandemic operating when, I think generally speaking, uh, it's accepted the pandemic is over or is certainly causing uh, less of an issue around the world now? Yeah, the controller's position has been put in place through an act of parliament. So to remove the act or just remove the powers from David Manning, the act will have to be either repealed or amended or merged with the Public Health Act so that uh, Public Health Act and the Quarantine Act, so all those functions put together. So that's what's taking time. If there was going to be a removal of powers from David Manning as controller, the act would have to be changed or repealed. In our sports roundup, where it was a busy weekend for Pacifica teams, Fiji has displaced Samoa as a 10th-ranked rugby team in World Rugby, following their 33-19 victory over Manu Samoa at Apia Park on Saturday. The win also gave Fiji a better lead at the top of the Pacific Nations Cup Series. Meanwhile, Tonga lost their second game on the road, going down 21-16 to Japan. Fiji meets Japan this week, while Samoa hosts Tonga in Apia this coming weekend. In netball, Fiji and Tonga have both qualified for the Stage 2 of pool matches at the World Cup in Cape Town, South Africa, after they finish in the top three in the first stage. The two teams are in pool F of the competition with Australia, England, Scotland and Malawi. Eliasa reports. Fiji and Tonga qualified from Pool A along with Australia. Fiji meets Malawi on Monday night before playing England and then Scotland. Tonga's next opponent is England on Monday night. The Tala then faced Scotland, then Malawi. The top two finishing nations in Group F and Group G will qualify for the semi-finals. Group G has New Zealand, Jamaica, Uganda, South Africa, Wales and Trinidad and Tobago. That's Pacific Ways for today. Don't forget you can listen back on rnzi.com slash programs. We're also on Apple, Spotify and iHeartRadio podcasts. From myself and the team here at RNZ Pacific, so far so far.